Gobble, gobble, bitch. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome back. It's Requiem for a Tuesday, and as always, I am Adam Pecora. How the hell are ya? Thanksgiving week. The best holiday of the year. I was going to say best day of the year, but we all know that that's the Super Bowl. Don't forget it. It's like our halfway Super Bowl. Not even really, but whatever. You get the point. Get ready to eat more than anybody can consume. But you know what I've realized is like when I look at the plates of food that I have anyway, or if I think about the amount of food I have in a day, and then I think about the size of a human stomach, it's like, oh, I get it, you know? That's why I weigh 200 pounds. <laughs> it's just way more than what fits. You know what I mean? Like if you look at like a, not that I eat a whole rotisserie chicken, but <laughs> if you look at like a whole rotisserie chicken, put that up against your stomach. It's like you're not supposed to eat all that. You know what I mean? You hold up one of your plates. All of my plates are like 12 inches in diameter. It's great. You fill up one of those. It's like, well, that's too much. You know what I mean? It all adds up is all I'm saying. And like, there's like the fat guy logic, you know, where it's like, oh, I walked up and down a bunch of stairs today or like, oh, it was a big load in day at work. Right? Like, oh, a bunch of boxes down to the basement. That took like an hour. I'm a little sweaty. What do I need to exercise for? And then you compile that with like, yeah, but I'm not, I'm eating less now. You know what I mean? Let's say you're normally eating 10 fries a week. I don't know how to actually compare this through just words easily so let's just say you're eating 10 whatever a week and you're like well i'm down to six of those a week shouldn't i be losing weight because i'm eating less but doing the same everything else that's fat guy logic and it's like no you're just gonna gain less weight less quickly that's it like but like that's that's how the fat guy thinks i know i have the mind of the fat guy you're just like well, if I just change what I'm doing by less volume, then theoretically, like, sure, you can see how just general logic, like a, a hypothesis would get you there. If then, sure. And then it's like, well, how does it actually work, like scientifically? And it's like, not like that. No, you actually need to grind hard for like two hours a day. And then do that every day forever. And then you will just lose that weight and then just maintain wherever you end up. And you're like, well, let me try it my way for a few more years. <laughs> and you're like, well, I'm only up five pounds this year. It doesn't sound that bad. You know, you start 2020 at 190. 2021 rolls around you're like i'm 195 it's only five pounds off last year but then you know you're 32 buddy add five pounds every year until you're 58 and then you're dead 
<laughs> it's just like you can't win. You can't win. So happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, whatever, you know, muzzle it down your gullet. Who gives a fuck? You'll be all right. Because then there's the other side where it's like. It's Saturday night. I'm going to have six beers. And it's like, I can't have that many beers. It's like, why? I don't want to get drunk. It's like, why don't you want to get drunk? It's fucking Saturday. Then we go out to eat after. Ah, it's too late to eat. I'll get something small. Or it's like, do they have any wraps? And it's like, dude, just fuck off. Can we have a little fun? Because it also implies, especially as the fat guy logic guy here in the room, stuff like that also is like, oh, just because you eat like this all the time, like, you know, you almost imagine like a little hand on your shoulder. It's like, well, since you're an animal and this is what you normally do, like, that doesn't mean it's okay. And it's like, that's not what I'm saying to you right now. Fuck you for assuming that. It's not true. And... You need to just have some fun. You know what I mean? This is why everybody hates everybody. <laughs> there's just no there's no understanding. And that's fair. I don't get skinny people. You know? To me, it's like, why try that hard? Now, I'm at a point where I have to try somewhat because it was getting crazy. I legit did hit a two bill. Earlier this year, and I was like, that's crazy. That's where I draw the line. It took me that long. I'm short, too, so that's significant. Keep that in mind. Your boy's 5'8". I'm basically a woman. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't recommend it, you know? At least if you're tall and fat, everybody's just like, yeah, that guy could be the bouncer. And it's like, it doesn't mean he's strong. And no, but nobody assumes that I'm strong and rightfully so, <laughs> but I might surprise you. Maybe. I don't know. People do not have expectations for me on appearance. Let me tell you that, though, which is kind of nice. It's kind of nice. But every once in a while, it's like, could I get a little bit of respect <laughs> like in one facet of anything? Not really. Not really. <laughs> but what can you do you know what i mean but i'm not about to be i'm not about to go like get a membership to me like that is just a a red flag in your budgeting abilities you know what i mean i kind of see it if you're like taking classes where it's or like you have a trainer but, like, with an end goal in mind, and then you ditch the train. Like, no matter what, like, if you have, like, a monthly bill going to any kind of fitness expenditure, that's crazy to me. Because it's like, let's say it's $150 a month, which is probably generous to what most people pay. Like, if I once looked at yoga classes. Yoga classes are, like, $250 a month. And... Anyone who does it, I guarantee you, if you told them, like, why the fuck do you pay that much? They'll immediately justify it with, like, oh, well, you don't understand. The guy I go to, 
he's magic. Like, you know what I mean? Everybody's yoga instructor is the best yoga instructor on earth because they have to justify to themselves paying how much money it is. Because let me tell you, I go on YouTube and it's free and I don't have to leave my house. I don't have to spend money to go anywhere or to do anything. And there's no membership. And you can tell me all you want about how that guy's hand on your inner thigh you know, somehow teaches you how to do yoga better and you're exercising more than me, you're lying. You're full of shit. Maybe my positions are not whatever by the book. I don't care. I'm not doing this to get like skills at yoga. What am I going to join a yoga competition? Do those exist? I don't care. The answer is no. Like (laughs) this is unreasonable you're throwing your money in the garbage so you can feel better and make it feel like you're doing something you can do things on your own (laughs) all of a sudden i went from being like i'm a fat loser to being like this is motivation (laughs) but it's true this is where being the fat lazy guy comes into play i'm not that lazy overall i could be (laughs) I just, you know, my clock's running now because next year I'll be 210 and I'll hate myself. You know what I mean? I can still live with it now because I'm still in pro. You know what I mean? I'm still, I'm still scaled to what I'm used to seeing, but it's changing a little and I don't like it. I don't like it, but it was weird. Okay. So for a whole summer plus time before and after but my point is for a whole summer i'm hauling beer it's a hundred degrees lifting heavy shit up and down stairs in and out of basements that are all that are even hotter kitchens you name it sweating balls all day every day end of the summer i'm up like 12 pounds middle of the summer i'm down to the lowest I'd been since like college. You know what I mean? So I'm like, oh, I'm chilling. Let's ride this gravy train. You boys down in the 180s again? Ooh, wee. Beach body ready to go. You know what I'm saying? And then like, I don't know, September? No, maybe it wasn't even that. But I don't know. Whatever. September, October, November. It doesn't matter when. Next time I check, it's like 203. And it's like, wait, what? So that is either this is my fat logic going, oh, well, all that haul and stuff. I built a lot of muscle. So now I weigh more with muscle. That's the fat logic. The other logic is, oh, well, after all of those shifts, you had five pints of beer on average per day maybe it caught up either are plausible but the point is you can't logic your way around being a tubby bitch (laughs) you just are or you just aren't and if you are you got to change something so anyway that's my advice to everyone is do yoga on youtube (laughs) it's effective kind of i don't know i've lost a little bit so far but i'm also already slipping on consistency (laughs) so we'll see how long it lasts i feel like i 
I get a little further every time. Like during COVID, I was pretty good with once a day. Then eventually it was like, eh, just not really feeling it. And then it was like, I'd be home all day and then I'd get bored and I'd be like, I should probably like do that. And it's like, yeah, but I do that in the morning and it's not morning anymore. So I'm just not gonna, if that makes any sense. All right. (laughs) You guys get it. Enjoy your gluttonous holiday. Listen, that's what it's for. That was also my skinny guy point. This isn't the day. It's not the day. Don't don't worry about having more salad than anything else. Eat as eat more potatoes and more whatever than you want cuz you don't want enough. That's the problem. You're not selfish enough. There's a fine line between like this could kill you when you're older, a little bit earlier even still to that point to like Oh, you know, this might affect how you feel. You might feel slow tomorrow. It's like, that's really the pro. It's the longevity versus short term that is skewed for both groups presented. Anyway, football all day. What does it start? 10 a.m.? You start drinking. 10 a.m. if you really want to. That used to be me. But uh, then you're full by the time dinner's ready because you had so much beer. So my move is now a couple beers. Maybe the second half of the early game. The hors d'oeuvres come out. Maybe 2 o'clock. Eat that. Water break. Refresh. Four o'clock. It's when you start sipping liquor. Light. You got to keep it light. You got to do like single shot mixers. Because you go too heavy, same thing. You're spoiling your meal. Then dinner's ready. Heavy mixers. (laughs) Two to three. Whatever you need to get you there. Then you should be pretty zoned out. You know what I mean? Switch to wine, go back to beer, switch maybe just to water, whatever you need to do. But then you're watching the night game. You're nice and full. You're falling asleep. Somebody gives you a ride home. You don't really remember what happened. That's a good Thanksgiving. (laughs) So follow those steps in whatever hourly wager you need to do. It's not a wager, but it doesn't matter. We're moving on here. (laughs) The Requiem for a Tuesday Thanksgiving special. continues now (laughs) all right so little movie called nope has arrived on peacock i did not see this movie in theaters um because as well documented on this program whenever it came out i hated the movie us haven't seen it since but i thought it was a pretentious That's really it. I just thought it was very pretentious and very overhyped and overrated. It was incredibly well-reviewed. I didn't get it. And here's the thing. The logic kind of makes sense. You know, you make Get Out, surprises everybody, and is a masterpiece. Like, I saw that, and I couldn't believe it. Saw it again. It was great. I want to watch it again now. It's been a little bit. Um, But I'm excited to revisit that. So... 
okay, you now have all this pressure to follow up this movie that was in Oscar contention, which, you know, we weren't even expecting it to be good. It's like, oh, the comedy guy's making a horror movie? We'll see. So when you get that kind of praise, it's like it does need to be followed up with, well, need, need obviously, arbitrary. But you could see why the move would be to go, all right, let's go full high artistic mode with this next one. Like, we have to make the elevated artsy piece to show, like, oh, yeah, I'm about it in that way. This wasn't a stroke of luck. Like, look at me. I'm going to do the, like, low dialogue, symbolic, blah, blah, blah. But see, to me, that all of that was the surface-level part of the movie. Like, we're going to drown you in symbolism because, like, this is so artsy. Look at how artsy this is. And that's all I thought about it, to me, to where I even, like, I didn't know what, what the plot was supposed to be or the reveal was supposed to be. It's just like, oh, look, that's another theme, whatever you want it to be, because all of this is very open. Again... You could very well give me a great explanation for everything that's incredibly logical and maybe Jordan Peele even said it explicitly. Point is, I just thought it was too try hard, I guess is the easiest way to put it. And, you know, wasn't that entertained. There was some good comedic stuff in there, which makes sense, but not enough of it. Lupita Nyong'o is a great actress. Every time I see her, it's like, damn, that bitch acting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Great time. Not a fan. Um, so I was kind of immediately disinterested in Nope. I kind of was like, all right, this guy's a one-hit wonder. We got to stop sucking him off. Like, let's get proof. I want proof. And all the trailers for Nope start coming out whenever they do. And they're so incredibly vague about the movie that I didn't know what it was about until after it came out because that's when a real synopsis came out. Like, I remember there just wasn't enough details about any of it or whatever sentence-long description they released in conjunction with the trailer. It just seemed like that there's a disconnect here. This is just going to be an even more over-artsy, bullshitty movie. And it isn't. In fact, like, the trailer that's on Peacock, like, if you hover over it, you know, the trailers autoplay the way all the streamers do that. That trailer, like, is a very straightforward trailer in general, but also to show exactly what the movie's like, which is ultimately more of just like a sci-fi action-y movie. I guess thriller, but it's not, it doesn't have like an intense darkness over it that I would describe thriller of having. Like a thriller, a thriller to me has like a lens filter over it that's like almost, like you know what I mean? The movie's almost grayscale. That's a thriller. I don't know. It's like always at night. Regardless, this is like, I do understand the Spielbergian claim that was thrown at this movie because it is kind of just like that. It's just like... It's just like a big adventure. Almost. Like, there's some intense moments, but 
it's not really in like a suspenseful way that's leading to gore or anything like that. It's just kind of like, will they pull this off? I don't know. I'm kind of going off track here. Um, (laughs) So anyway, that trailer shows almost a completely different movie than what I felt the theatrical and whatever other trailers were showing. Like there were so many ads for that movie when it came out and I never it never gave any more insight. They would just maybe show even more scenes. Um, And it just didn't make sense with the title. Which I read that the title was because people would see what the movie's about and just go, nope, I don't want to see it. Which is just like, you're an asshole for that because your name is what's selling the movie and you know that. And like, why wouldn't we believe that you could make an alien movie because you were in a sketch comedy thing before you made horror movies? And like, you're good at directing it's your writing that's questionable like it's just like where's the logic to that like you get to be this like acclaimed guy who gets like all these final cut privileges and like everyone is calling you an auteur already but you assume that when you release a movie about aliens people won't want to see it Because, like, you're such an auteur that you call the shots like that, too. I don't know. It's just, like, maybe I'm way overthinking it myself. But it's just, like, there's no logic to that at all. So the title still doesn't really make any sense. But it especially didn't with the marketing. The marketing of this movie is the worst part of this movie. Including the title, but really just the ad campaign and everything. Because nothing gives anything away. But it's not like there's a reveal in this movie to where there was something they could have given away. And that's what I was misled with the beginning of the movie. I was pretty much just dejected and disinterested because I was, I was expecting an over artistic bullshit thing. And it was just a regular ass movie, which is what I wanted from this guy anyway. But so I, it took me 25 minutes before I was even really paying attention. That's kind of on me. But I went back and corrected some things that I thought were wrong with the movie because I just missed them. Uh, <laughs> I filled in some blanks, I should say. Um, but like in my head, it starts off like kind of doing this thing where it's like, where's it going to go? What's it going to be about? But they're not hiding anything. There, there is no, There is no twist. There is no guess the themes thing where it's like oh you didn't get this bible reference or this ancient literature reference whatever there's like great movie references in here and i'm sure a bunch of ones that i missed um but this is basically just like a sci-fi western set in the modern day and it's not meant to be like dark and brooding or set a bad tone or like it's not meant to make you feel like shit. It's just a good time and a good movie. Um, so yeah, my point being, this movie's good, and simultaneously, I don't understand why it was marketed the way it was to make it seem like it's something that it isn't. Uh, 
actually, I think it was a huge missed opportunity, and this could have made a lot more money if it were marketed as a blockbuster. Because it's kind of a blockbuster. Like, yeah, I, I don't understand. But anyway, it does kind of start a little bit on the weird end, but that's because it's just setting itself up. So Keith David, brief appearance on a horse, nonetheless. And he is Daniel Kaluuya's father. They run a... It's basically just a horse farm. I don't know if it's a full farm, whatever. They run like a ranch outside of Hollywood and they train horses to be in movies. And the first motion picture ever made was a black man riding a horse and they claim to be the descendant of that man. Not saying that it's not true. I'm just saying (laughs) like in the movie, I guess that that's true. And. Keith David mysteriously dies. Some shit falls out of the sky. They tell them that it is an airplane thing. And they're like, no, (laughs) it isn't. Some plane didn't just blow up. Uh, And then they see some shit in the sky being attracted to the adjacent ranch, which a subplot, the adjacent ranch is ran by a kid. Well, not a kid. It's ran by a guy who, when he was a kid, was on a sitcom with a monkey, and that monkey went crazy and killed a bunch of the cast. And that's connected through, but we don't, you know. It's thematically relevant, and they keep going back to it in a way that works and makes sense and in the right timing, and it's all perfectly handled. I was worried it was going to be a wasted subplot, but it all connects and adds up and all that stuff. Really, honestly, this movie... I'm just going to skip ahead, but like when it was over, I was sitting there and I was just like thinking about it and I was like, okay, that's a great sign because that usually means, oh, this was better than I thought it was as I watched it. Because once it all came together at the end, I finally just was validated and confirmed with like, oh, that is what this movie was. This was just fun. (laughs) almost like a relief to my senses where it's like I'm waiting and waiting and waiting for something like pretentious and stupid to happen. And it just doesn't anyway. So this guy's like a rival rancher to them almost, but he has like a theme park. He's not like doing the same things as them. Uh, And since the death of their father, they're basically on hard times. So they're selling horses to this guy And what this guy is doing is feeding the horses to this UFO that is hiding behind a cloud, which they don't find out till later, whatever. Uh, (laughs) Point is, the UFO is hiding behind the cloud. The guy sees it lured into the Western Park and puts it all together. Okay, the UFOs would kill the guy. We need to look for the UFO. They install cameras, and it basically just becomes a, like, we're going to catch this UFO and we're off to the races. The camera guy ends up being a character in the movie and yeah, it's revealed that the Western guy is buying the horses to lure the thing out just so he can sell it as an attraction to the attendees of his park, which by the way, it's for like 20 people. So it's extra crazy. Um, and All in all, that doesn't work out so well for them. And since the ranch owners 
know how to break horses. They figure they can buck, they can train this alien thing. They find out it's not a ship. It is the alien itself. They kind of learn its habits and they learn how to break it. They learn that if you don't look at it, it will not sweep you up like it can't see you if you don't see it again the logic isn't incredibly great because sometimes it'll just go right by somebody but it's like hey if that's how this thing works then that's how it works it's fucking alien you can make up whatever you want um and so they basically try to learn how to they try to break it like a horse and it kind of works and they kind of win and it's great um, but it is worth noting that their goal is simply to just get the footage so they can get footage of it before anyone else. So they can sell that footage and become famous and make money and all in all, like save their business. But really just their goal in general is like, let's go viral so we can make a bunch of cash. And that's basically the theme of the movie. Like a TMZ guy hears about stuff, pulls up and tries to do the same thing. And he's literally like on the verge of dying. And it's just like, wait, but like get a picture. Please get a picture. And it's very overt, like that guy's part. It's like, okay, that's a little aggressive. I get what you're trying to say. You're literally saying it a lot. Repeatedly, we get it. Uh, But it hammers home what is basically the theme of the whole movie. And I think that that's a really interesting spin on it because what would be the Spielbergian thing is like we're either going to one defeat this thing or communicate with this thing or like, you know what I mean? We're going to get evidence of it so we can do X, Y, Z. Whereas this one is just we just want the footage to make cash and then we're out, which is like very modern and excellent. And it's not this aggressive theme of like, get off your phone. The phones are killing us, man. Screen time's bad. It's like, yeah, we get it. You know? But, like, that's what you made this movie about? Like, chill, son? (laughs) Just have a scene where somebody tells you to get off the phone. Whatever. Point is, everybody should get their own screen time down. That's on you. Don't blame the phone company. But... This is like a this is instead of trying to like blame technology or something stupid like that. It's like everybody's greedy as fuck and we just want to go viral. And it's like, yeah, kind of. Why do you think I'm fucking talking in this microphone right now? <laughs> I'm hoping something works out. You know, it won't. It won't. At least I'm healthily aware of that. Um but the fact that that was also like an overarching theme and it kind of did have some kind of message, not that I'm looking for a message in a movie, but the point is like the one that they had was effective and added to the story versus just like trying to throw some bullshit in there. Uh, I think that this was actually an incredibly well-made movie top to bottom. The direction's great. The effects are great. The acting's great. I mean, Kalia's great in everything. Kiki Palmer was awesome. Um... I wish, you know, there could have been one or two more recognizable guys. Like, there's, like, this cinematographer character who's not in it that long. He's kind of just, like, a silly caricature who's not that effective for me. Could have been a little more fun. Could have been somebody, you know. Are you like, oh, shit, they're in this. I needed a couple more of those. But overall, I thought it was excellent. I was pleasantly surprised, and actually I'm excited to watch it again. Which, I can't believe it, frankly, but that's awesome. (laughs) So, shout out Jordan Peele. I'm back on the hype train, because now it's two out of three 
really good movies. And as long as the next one's not super pretentious, I'm going to be hyped for it this time. So we'll see. Maybe it's an every other type of thing with this guy. Uh, but maybe the auteur label was right. You know, I thought it was really good. Like surprisingly good. So shout out Nope. Shout out Nope. There's sequel talk too. I could see it pretty easily. I think especially because like they technically like didn't. It's still just like around <laughs> like the alien. They didn't like get rid of it. It didn't die. They just like got good video <laughs> and that was it. So, I mean, a lot of potential there. But that's nope. Watch it. This Thanksgiving. Perfect release opportunity. They they kind of know what they be doing sometimes. You know, I think this one dropped at the right time. Because there's going to be a bunch of groups of people that are like, no, I didn't see it. <laughs> because, as I said, the marketing sucked. Um, I think if you're averse to sci-fi and aliens, I don't think this would affect you that much because the alien's just a big ship, basically. And it's really just about the people and the characters are fun. I would, it's a little too long. It's a little too long. I don't have any specific chunks I would cut. It just builds kind of slow. And it doesn't bother me. That's the other criticism I could have. It moves slow. And things just kind of flow right into each other. But it ended up not bothering me. At the beginning, I was like, wait, so is everything just kind of happening? Like, it's weird. It's weird because the movie's slow, but everything happens quickly. You know what I mean? It's like the old phrase. The days are long, but the weeks are slow or whatever. Vice versa. Right? Yeah, the days are long and the weeks fly by. Some shit like that. That's kind of how the movie is where it's like every scene is... I can't explain it. You'll, you'll see what I mean. But everything ends up flowing really nicely into each other. But do, things do seem to just kind of happen. So I, that, that's my biggest critique. Cut the runtime down. Maybe a little more reaction from some people. Maybe, you know, whatever. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. But I could see if those are your complaints. Enjoy your holiday festivities. Hope you watch a lot of football. Hope you eat too much. And then you can go back to the beginning of this episode and take my advice all over again. We'll see you next week. Might take the week off. We'll see. <laughs> if it comes out, it comes out. And remember, I are fat. You are fat. We are fat, especially this week. Calculator.